Good evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam. It is Wednesday. It is the uh, the night before the official release of Barbie, um, which means the parking lot's packed. Because let me just let me just say it. This is the most crowded a movie theater I've been in since Spider-Man: No Way Home. And, and I, I point out Spider-Man No Way Home because um, the theater was not quite as full when I went to see Avatar because they were showing it on 75 screens because um, it's a three-hour movie. And for whatever reason, the screening I was at was not particularly packed. Well, I wasn't seeing it in IMAX or Dolby. I was seeing it standard 3D because um, I had heard by that point there were some issues with the IMAX printer or something like that. I don't remember. Either way... Regardless, the theater was mostly empty when I went to see Avatar. Uh, the last theater movie that I went to that was this jammed would have been No Way Home, and I think I was sitting in the exact same seat that I was this time, too. Um, but what a delight. This movie is just fantastic. It is... It, everything about the movie, it, it, it plays into a level of ridiculousness that shouldn't work, yet it does. Like... With, with the the level of just style all over the movie, which I was not anticipating to be like I, I figured there'd be some like stylistic choices in the movie, but for them to lean in as much as they did into just the sheer insanity of the subject matter, um, it just works. Even in other things, to the point where I was like, at one point, I'm like, there's gonna be a twist that never came, um, which I think would probably be my only criticism of the movie would be that like the 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 stylistic decisions behind how characters act um and move in the barbie world compared to the real world there isn't enough differentiation so like there's gonna be spoilers in here so like the general plot of the movie is barbie goes you know barbie this is all the trailer barbie starts malfunctioning and she consults with Kate McKinnon, who tells her you have to go back to the real world and, you know, and, and set this right. So go back to the real world, figure out what's wrong, and then it'll set it right and come back. And when she goes to the real world, she interacts with all of these other humans. But there's enough weird things that happen um, that you're like, oh, this is just a little off. Um, it feels just a little strange. Um, but so many things about the movie just work regardless. Like, there's a chase scene through Mattel that's really funny and um you get Will Ferrell you know everyone's doing these weird runs the entire way through and it, it's just it, it's just such a funny scene and there are so many great jokes throughout the movie especially as you get to like the the late second early third act when they start trying to because like what ends up happening and again spoilers um for this I mean if you haven't seen the movie yet check out the movie um you know it comes out tomorrow but definitely it's worth checking out um, but I, I, I think that, like, the, the, we'll get this boys in a little bit, but, like, I think that everything in, you know, all of the design aesthetic, all of the production design is all great. I think the casting is phenomenal. Um, I think that all the Kens are, are, are just perfectly cast. I think that, like, you know, aside, like, Ryan Gosling's gonna be the one who's gonna get a ton of attention for this. Um, and to an extent, rightfully so. Like, He's gonna get all the attention, and uh, but like Simu Liu puts on a phenomenal performance too. Like he also is great as as one of the Kens, and so is um, 
Kingsley Ben-Adir, who plays Gravik, which is going to make for a really weird double feature tonight. Uh, going from this, going home and watching, um, going home and watching Secret Invasion. Um, but it's like, he's really great as one of the Kens. Um, the other Barbies are all great. Like, again, Margot Robbie's going to be the one who gets the, the acclaim. But even, like, you know, um, Issa Rae is really, really funny in, in her, in her few moments. Um, Emma Mackey has a few great jokes. Um, Alexandra Ship was a real standout, too. Um, she has a great jab at the Snyder Cut, or not, see, the thing is, it's not a joke about the Snyder Cut, it's about, cut, it's about the fans of the Snyder Cut, which I really appreciated, um, and I was like, that is just, because it, it, we'll get into that in a little bit, but it, it's so, it's so great, and, and, just see this movie, just, just go see this movie, um, because it's just, everything about it's just fantastic, and it doesn't take itself too seriously, like, it, it, and it does, it, do, it breaks the fourth wall when needed, and it does so with such infrequency that when it does happen and it does work, it, um, what's it called, it, it does, uh, it, it really lands well, like, I, I think one of the best things is, like, when Barbie's at her lowest point, she's like, I'm, I'm, I'm hideous, I'm ugly, I'm not as pretty as I used to be, and then the narrator, who's Helen Mirren, um, comes over and says, a quick note to the filmmakers, this, this would work better if you didn't cast Margot Robbie in this role, um, but it's just such a, it, that, that I think got one of the biggest laughs in the movie, um, because it's just so out of left field, because you hadn't heard the narrator in so long, that when they do that line, it, it just, it, it works so well, um, and Rhea Perlman has a great performance too, she has a very small role in the movie, um, that I didn't know was coming, but she She's really great in her in her small little section that she's in. Um, as for spoilers, I do want to get into some spoilers, so if you are listening past this point, don't get mad at me um, if you hear a spoiler. But, you know, I know some people are like me and don't mind getting the movie spoiled before they see it. Um, and I do want to talk about some of them. Um, I think that having Ken go to the real world and have this awakening, like... It's such a genius move to to make this movie be what it's about by having Ken go to the real world and and have him see, oh shit, this can be, you know, I, I can have a, a life. And I think that that's kind of the key to this, is that as much as it is Barbie's movie about Barbie's identity, it is just as much about Ken trying to find his identity and trying to figure out who he is as an individual and not just be and Ken. And I think that that is something that's great, and it, it's one of those things, too, that, like, it, the, the reason why this movie works is that it does demonize, you know, the, and, and it does, it does showcase, uh, women's issues, and it does demonize, to a certain extent, um, a very, very vocal faction of, of, you know, of men's rights activists and incels and people like that, and they are kind of demonized, and the patriarchy, which, I mean, gets name-dropped a lot, but, like, things like that are, are, are designed to not be, you know, no individual is, is really the overarching bad guy, and when you see why Ken does what he does, and then he gets talked down, and he, he turns back into his own, you know, person, you can understand, it does a great job of showing why radicalization can happen. 
where it's not just a story of the radicalization and, and just being like, oh, it's bad, while countering it. It is a side, like, at the end when it's like they're, they're talking again, and that's the thing, too, about this movie is that it's a very wordy third act um, to explain what happens. A lot of dancing, a lot of action, but it is a wordy third act. Um, and one of the things about it that really stands out is that makes me in the hands, like, you're not defined by your girlfriend or what you own or what, or, you know, or what your job is or, or, or anything like that. It's you are Ken. You are yourself. You're not all these other things to everyone else. You are your own person. And that is a, a, a great thing to kind of do with this, where it's like, you are not your gender. You are beyond that. And it, 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 they do a great job of handling that subject matter in this movie. Um, and I feel like I'm not doing it justice. Um, and I feel like the, like, the, there, there are so many Easter eggs that I feel like people who are older than me, who, like, I feel like my mom would get to kick out a lot of the Easter eggs because she had Barbies as a kid and, and, uh, and she would look at it and be like, oh, that's, you know, that's something that I remember. Um, and I think, too, America Ferrara is also really good in the movie as well as the one who, you know, is having the existential crisis and projecting it onto Barbie that's causing the, 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 the issues. Like, she does a great job in that role. Um, and look, I think that this movie, in a big way, has really excited me for what Greta Gerwig could do with, like, Chronicles of Narnia. And it's like, I wanted, like, and, and I saw, like, there was a thing piece today from The Guardian, it was like, you know, is she selling out? And it's like, well, no, it's, you know... If she wants to tell a story in big IP, let her tell a story in big IP. And, and she's proven herself time and again to be not just a great director, but a great actress as well. I mean, we'll talk about it more later this month, but go watch Frances Ha. I mean, she didn't direct that Noah Baumbach did, but she is, she's fantastic in that movie. Um, and I think that, like, there is, you know, there is something to her, you know, to her ability as a director that you know, she deserves all these chances. Like, she, she's doing great things with them. She's not doing these straight, like, one-to-one, like, um, what's it called? Like, you know, one-to-one, like, here's a Barbie movie. Like, it, it's just, it's, this movie is going to be in the cultural zeitgeist for a while, and I think that it's going to resonate with a lot of people, and it's going to do a lot of great things for, you know, for, for people. And you know what? Warner Brothers needs a win this year, so good for them. They, they, you know, they haven't had a ton of returns to the box office. They need to offset the historic losses from The Flash. They need to offset the losses from Shazam Fury of the Gods. They need to offset the losses that are going to come down the line from Aquaman. Like, this is a good, you know, start to that. My only disappointment from the movie was that this is an advanced screening, and I'm sitting there in this Dolby Cinema, you know, theater, and they don't play the trailer for Dune because... And, and here's the thing. I think I talked about this a little bit last week when I did um, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I'm sitting in the theater to see Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And they're showing about 5 to 10 minutes of behind-the-scenes stuff to sell you on Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. And I'm like, I've, I, I've, I've got my ticket... I'm here to see this movie. 
this isn't going to make me want to see the movie anymore. I've, I've gotten to this point. I don't need to see that. I don't need to be sold anymore. And to that end, when I'm sitting there before this, they showed no previews uh, for any other upcoming movies. And as I'm sitting there watching this unfold and, and all of that, I'm like, it's just kind of bizarre. It's just kind of a little bizarre because it's like, when I'm, as I'm watching, I'm like, did, were they supposed to cut the Maria Menounos stuff and put this on instead? And then just have this run as the, as the, you know, the pre, like, because I'm sitting there, I'm like, am I going to fucking have to sit through all of these, you know, previews? And it's just, they're playing music with, like, oh, scan the QR code on the screen to, and I'm like, fuck, I don't want to have to sit here and sit through all of this that's just now starting at the time the movie is supposed to be starting, and then also have to sit through a bunch of previews. But no, that was not the case. And that is, again, minor gripe. And would I have liked to have seen the, the, the new Dune trailer before this? Yes. Would that be a selling point for me going to see this movie next weekend? Because this weekend I'm packed up. Because um, I have, you know, this and Oppenheimer on Friday and theater camp tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. It's a selling point for me to do that. But, you know, that said, I may, I may end up seeing it before Oppenheimer on Friday. Um, it's a good chance. I would say there's a, a more than good chance of that. Even though it's two different studios, I think there's enough uh, audience overlap between Dune Part 2 and, uh, and, and Oppenheimer. Um, that's going to want to show that trailer off, especially in IMAX. Um, but, yeah, check out, you know, Barbie. If you haven't seen Barbie yet, which considered it's going up the day before, I would assume most people haven't, um, it is a 5 out of 5 on our scale, uh, the way that they, they mix the sound blends very well with Dolby, there's a reason why when they did this, uh, this preview, they did it on a Dolby screen, um, and it's, it, it, it is to showcase the, the, the way they did the sound mix, and, and I think that too, it's like another thing that really struck me was, it's not just their use of music, and they use music to great effect in this movie, um, both comedic and emotional, but it's also the lack of music. There are points in the movie where there's just no score, and I'm like, that's good. You're just gonna let the words hang without letting anything get attributed to it. It's you're not gonna try and force the emotion on me. You're gonna let the you're gonna let the dialogue create the emotion. And that's just another level of oh, that's really really smart for what they're doing here, and I think that it just hangs so well, um, and. Everything about the movie just clicks. Um, so check it out. If you, you know, I, I don't think I need to sell people on seeing Barbie, but it is just really good. So five out of five from us. Uh, you can check it out um, in theaters starting tomorrow officially. Um, and uh, yeah, um, so to go back over the rest of the week, uh, tomorrow morning we'll be doing Secret Invasion. Tomorrow afternoon we will be doing uh, Theater Camp. Uh, again, nothing to do with, um, what's it called, with, with Nolan. It, it entirely comes down to the fact that I need to get up on Friday for work, and working all day and then going to a three-hour movie is not exactly something that I'm looking forward to. So we'll do theater camp tomorrow, then Friday we'll do Oppenheimer, um, and then uh, we will be doing, as usual, My Adventures with Superman and iCarly and Star Trek Strange New Worlds. I think we're going to cut full circle only because I haven't started it yet because I've been super busy. Um, and, uh, yeah. If you want to hear me talk about the SAG strike, you can go over to uh, multiple, uh, bleh, 
30 minute reviews you go to 30 minute reviews.com you can get the podcast directly on spotify uh you can listen to me talk at length about the sag strike and if disney is going to be sold off to another company and why i think that that's not accurate um and if you go over to exploring hyperspace lands a new episode is up where me and josie discuss uh thrawn treason and whether or not thrawn is a good strategist we talk about that we bicker at length about that uh, so as always, you can check all that out if you go to mwbnews.com. You can see all of our stuff. Um, and until our next episode, which will be tomorrow morning, have a great rest of your week.